Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Yeah, good morning. It's an interesting one, Mitchell Moses. I think, um, you know, he's in a three-way tussle at the moment between Parramatta, Canterbury, and the Tigers. And, you know, all the, all, the, all the offers are in excess of a million dollars. And, you know, if he leaves uh, the Eels, he might become the, the highest-paid player in the game. And it's just, um, you know, genuine halfbacks are, are rare. You, you look at club rosters and, you know, it's a position where, where some clubs struggle uh, to fill and the top clubs have established uh, superstars playing uh, in the number seven jersey. So um, I think that's what makes them so attractive to, to some clubs. Do you think they need to keep him considering they lost uh, a bunch of players that have gone to the Tigers? Yeah, it'd be a hole for sure. If um, if Parramatta lose uh, Mitchell Moses at the end of the 2023 season, already have, having already lost, you know, Reid Marnie, Papa Leahy, uh, Murata Niakora. Uh, there's a lot of Oregon Kafusi. There's a lot of guys that have exited the club uh, heading into this year. And um, if they lose Mitch heading into um, 2024, don't forget he's got 12 months left on his deal. So he'll definitely yeah. be at Parramatta. And then in, in 23, then you know they have to be in the market to, to replace him. And, and those sort of halfbacks aren't just on the market. Yeah, see, now you, you know your rugby leader. You know probably the genuine value of a good halfback. But honestly, is Mitchell Moses worth over a million? The way the market is at the moment, you'd have to say yes. Um, whether that correlates, uh, it depends on what you value a million dollar yeah. player. For me, a million dollar player should be a match winner, uh, potentially, you know, an established rep star and a guy that, you know, can win your games on his own. Is that Mitchell Moses? I'm not sure, but that's what the market dictates. And don't forget the NRL are still in the midst of renegotiating the salary cap and the salary cap will go up. Um, whether well, that number still not decided yet, but when that goes up, you know, an eight hundred thousand dollar player now becomes a million dollar player. Yeah, I think you answered the question by saying I'm not so sure. Let's let's mm. talk let's talk about the Tigers who have a history of spending lots of money and not going anywhere. But I look at the quality of what they've bought and maybe just maybe they're spending the money in the right places for 2023 and beyond. Api Corusel. John Bateman, who I love, Isaiah Papali, he can he re-establish the form from last year, and David Clemmer. What do you make of their chances now? Yeah, I really like their forward pack. It's, it's world class. Coruscant is a is a club changer. He, he's that good. You know, you could argue that he's you know the best, if not the, the second best hooker in the game. You, you know, you could have a conversation between him and Harry Grant. They're probably one and two at the moment. So, you get a guy of that caliber into your side straight away there's going to be a significant boost and you know David Clemmer was good for Newcastle last year John Bateman is had a couple of years out of the NRL but you know provided um, his body's okay you know there's still some football in him Papa Lee, he, you know he's 
one of the best back rollers in the game and has shown that at, at the Eels. So um, I really like their forward pack. Question after for the Tigers will be around their halves again, you know, the Adam Brook, Luke Dewey combination. And if they've got enough strikeout wide to be a real threat. But um, I think they're probably one genuine uh, player mm. from missing the, the, the top eight. But I, I think they're going to, they came last in, in, in 2022. They won't come last again. Oh well, that's then. That's an improvement. Do you think Sheen's Benji and Robbie will have the stardust touch? Oh, it's it's going to be easier for them because their roster's just better. Like plain and simple, when when you break down their their one to seventeen, it will cover the one to seventeen that they put out on the field in, in twenty twenty two. So um, instantly, that that gives them a, a boost. Whether you know. Um, Sheens can get more out of this group than, than Michael Maguire, you'd probably say yes, but um, it's a better roster. So I, I don't think you can p- compare the West Tigers of 22 with the West Tigers of 23. Do we agree that Cameron Sheraldo is the biggest off-season buy for a club and he's not a, he's not a player? Uh, he'll be one of, the, one of the most expectations, that, that's for sure. There's been a lot of high-profile movement in, in terms of players, but um, it's going to be really intriguing. We saw Craig Fitzgibbon, who was on a similar path of, of Cameron Serrato. Yeah. He was, the, you know, the most earmarked coach in waiting and was sought after by a few clubs that remained patient. And, you know, a five-year deal for a rookie coach is unprecedented. So that's what Cameron Serrato walks into at Belmore, who walks into a, a decent playing squad, which, which is far from the finished product. But, you know, they've got some uh, handy recruits. And we mentioned Reed Marnie leaving the Eels where he's at the Dogs and, you know, kick out uh, from the Panthers. He's damaging um, on, on the edge as well. So they've got a, a much better roster as well than the one that they put out on the field in the last couple of years. So you think he can make a difference and get them out of the toilet? Uh, I think they'll improve. I think they're another side. You know, you throw Ryan Sutton into that squad as well. I think it's a it's a better team. So um, when you put better players on the park, you should have a better finish. I don't think they're a top eight side either, but I think there you can see with them and you can see with the Tigers where if it's not in 2023, I expect them both to be in the top eight in 2024. The Storm have lost plenty. They've lost plenty of experience, and that that is always hard to replace. Two key additions, Tarek Sims and Elisir Katoa from the Warriors. Do you think... They just keep on being the storm, or are they really now going to struggle? I don't think they'll. A lot will depend on the fitness of Ryan Pappenhausen. Obviously, there's still some doubt if he'll be out right for round one. He's off to the US to, to get his body looked at um, in, in, a, in a bit to try and fast track his recovery. But if you've got Pappenhausen, Hughes, Munster, and Harry Grant as your one, six, seven, nine, I would argue that's the best in the competition. And while they can get them all on the paddock, they're going to be competitive. They're, they're a top four side for mine. You know, Brandon Smith will be a loss. They've lost the Bromwiches and, and Felice Kafusi, but you've got to say their best football is behind them. Um, so I, I don't think they're going to have a, a, as much of a detrimental effect. The, the, the senior players, obviously, Brandon Smith leaving um, creates a hole, but, you know, they've got Harry Grant who can now play, who can punch out 80 minutes at, at number nine, so they'll be okay. Christian Welsh missed a lot of the year through injury. Um, in, in 22, so he comes back to the squad, but a lot will depend on Ryan Pappenhausen's fitness. The Titans pick up Sam Verrills and Kieran Foran. It, it doesn't really excite me. They, they promised plenty at the start of 2022 and, and faded. Are you with me on this one? Yeah, I, I think I have the Titans coming last. Um, I'm not sure that they, they've added enough 
in, in their roster. They still look confused exactly what they want from their halves. Is you know what them what's that makeup going to be? Is it going to be a Grimson and Foran? Um, are, are they your starting halves? I know um, Foran was very good for Manly uh, in twenty two, but can he replicate that? Uh, I, I'm not sure. So you know it's going to be interesting. Toby Sexton, the young half who, who started the year earmarked to, to be their long term halfback, but finished the year out of first grade. So. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle for the Titans. The biggest internal transfer is Kalen Ponga to 5'8", we now believe, to team up with their new recruit, Jackson Hastings. Is Hastings mm. going to be the sort of guy that can maybe bring the best out in Kalen Ponga? Yeah, we spoke with uh, Coach Adam O'Brien on SEN Breakfast in Sydney um, on Tuesday morning, and, and he, he said that Kalen Ponga's been training there for five months in the halves. I really like the combination of Hastings and and um, Callum Ponga, when, when you look back, and the, the knife went really hard for, for Luke Brooks, and, and the Tigers wouldn't let him go. But I think Hastings is a better compliment for, for Ponga because Hastings loves being on the footy. He loves touching the mm. ball, you know, three, four times a set, and it's going to free Callum up. Callum up. There's no doubt Callum's not an organising half. You know, you can't lose his running game. You can't lose his fast speed. And, you know, I think Jackson Hastings, the style of half that he is and the competitive nature and his kicking game and, and his ability to, to steer the side around the park, I think that's going to help and free up Kalen to, to make that transition. Okay, the final team I want to just quickly talk about is the Broncos. They've had all sorts of bothers in this offseason. Tessie New's been a, a, a bit of a basket case. Now they've let him go to the Dolphins, along with Brinko Lee and and, and others, and Reese Walsh comes back and has a bit of a stoush. And then Salwin Cobbo says, oh, I'm not so that they don't think he was a great coach. What gives? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, all it does is just put extra scrutiny. Kevin Walters would have been already, what, the top three coach under pressure heading into ne- uh, next season. But now that's just exemplified by the behaviour and comments of, of his players. You know, Reese Walsh in a minor uh, indiscretion in, in Brisbane with um, David Speed, who, who plays for... Gold Coast, we know that Reese had some troubles during his time at the Warriors. Mm. Um, and then Selwyn Cobbo's comments. All it's going to do, like, the only way to, to, to stop those comments from coming up again in, you know, after four or five weeks of the competition is to win. But if they're not winning, you bet your bottom dollar, the fans, the media, you know, everyone's going to be talking about Selwyn Cobbo's comments. Michael, you know more about rugby league than I've had hot dinners. And this, oh, this game of rugby league always never fails to entertain. So even this early in the year, who's your pick to win the big dance at the end of the year? Yeah, I like, I like the Roosters. I like the addition of, of Brandon Smith. And again, this full year out of, out of Kieran. You know, Joey Manu, um, outstanding with, with Tedesco. You look at that, that punch in that back line of, of Tedesco, so Alihi, and Joey Manu, you know, like they're almost unstoppable. And, you know, Lindsay Collins is back to play a full season. If, when they get um, uh, Tupanua back midway through the, the years, coming back off, off the ACL, but he'll be back at, at the midpoint with, you know, Angus Crichton. And it, it's just a really, really well balanced fight. I think the one word that exemplifies the Roos is what you really want to say class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah oh. they're outstanding. There's not many weaknesses in that squad. <laughs> Ouch. All right, Michael Carianis from the Daily Telegraph. It is always a pleasure. Thanks for giving us the time this morning. Many time. Thank you.